Wow. Man, was there some, was there some dust in the air that just kind of got in the eyes? I've seen that thing like five times and I'm bawling like a baby every time. Oh my goodness, amazing. Well, uh, like I said, we are looking at this topic of commitment and finishing the series and specifically looking at the committed partnership and the fruit of that that's happened between Crossroads and Charity. To get the full story, uh, you guys don't want to just hear from me. So help me welcome the senior pastor of Charity and Faith Mission, Titus Satole. Fantastic. Titus, tell us, how's the week been for you and your folks? The week has been awesome. Uh, it's been busy and fun time. And so we, we, we love it here. Great. Yeah, we always keep you busy, that's for sure. We, uh, this is the third time that folks have, have come over en masse from Amalodi here. Brought total about 100 folks, 30 this, this time. And uh, we knew when we were setting up the schedule for, for this year, we wanted to do a lot of fun things. And so um, one of the things we did, has anybody heard of the duck tours down on the river? <laughs> uh, I'd never heard of these things. I'm like, what's the big deal with ducks? Apparently, uh, the duck tours are, ducks are these amphibious vehicles where they can drive along the roads in northern Kentucky, one person, and then, and then they actually drive down a ramp and you literally go in the river, the Ohio River, and they become like these self-contained boats. Only in America, right? So you know, really South good. Africans are doing this. They're loving it. They get out. They're like, this is fantastic. And um, the, the, uh, the duck tour folks gave them uh, this little memento. It's, it's, it's a little duck whistle. And so you just saw the worship here. I mean, you can't give these guys a duck whistle and not expect them to have some fun with it, right? <laughs> so, so they go up on Newport on the levee right there by the river, and they're just having fun, and they're kind of, <laughs> and they're dancing all around, right? And people are looking, <laughs> And all of a sudden, Newport on the levee rent-a-cop approaches them, <laughs> and there, he, he issues them this code of conduct violation, <laughs> I kid you not, underlining these sections, number two, in the respecting other section, disorderly or disruptive conduct is prohibited, including unauthorized singing or dancing. <laughs> Terrible. And so, Titus, we want to tell you, not only can we not sing or dance, you're not allowed to either in our country, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. New Portland Levy, Rent-A-Cop, go home, get a life. Jeez. <laughs> wow, they're clapping for that. But uh, that, was, that was one of many examples of a fantastic week. Just a little bit of background on my friend here, Titus. Titus grew up, born and raised in Mamalodi. And uh, he and his wife, Eleanor, felt a call to go to uh, become missionaries in neighboring Namibia. And then when they were there after some time, they really felt their hearts getting tugged back to their hometown of Mamalodi. And they said, there are people that need to understand who Jesus is. And so they came back and uh, they started a church, Charity and Faith Mission. And uh, give people an update on kind of what God has done now and where you are at Charity and Faith. God has exceeded our expectations. Uh, now we have seven uh, satellite churches within Mamelodi. We also uh, have our main campus uh, ranging around uh, 3,000 uh, in attendance. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And 
And uh, what you don't know is that this very week, 15 years ago, was when God called Titus to start this church. They are celebrating their 15-year anniversary, and we just want to celebrate with you and pray decades and decades more of great, great ministry reaching out to Mom Odie and Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, in talking about commitment, uh, all of us, I think, would acknowledge that there are challenges that we need to break through barriers if we want to really experience fruit on the other side of commitments. There's cost. And uh, we saw in the video a couple years ago, you and I sat up here and we went into, frankly, gory detail about the challenges that we have had in going into partnership between our churches, struggles you and I have had, um, distrust, suspicion, other gross things. And uh, thank God that we were actually able to break through that time and get to a, a level of trust and faith in each other. And so uh, clearly things are not perfect right now, all right? Things are not without challenge. But what today is about primarily is about celebrating God's goodness in the midst of this committed partnership. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to celebrate the fruits that we've been able to experience in this partnership. And so uh, I could talk forever about the ways that you ha- have, have blessed me and how charity and faith has literally changed this church. I mean that. that. That is not hyperbole. I see the way that we pray in a different way now, expectantly. We pray uh, expecting God to do things for us. We have seen your generosity where we often will give out a plenty. You will give sacrificially. We have seen your commitment to the scriptures. We have seen your worship and how you truly do say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And at my toughest times in life, I will say, God, I need you. You, you have rocked our world. And, and I thank God that uh, that fruit has, has, has spilled over into us through partnership. Yeah, well, uh, the same has happened uh, to us uh, as charity that uh, through your uh, servant hearts and uh, volunteering spirit, you have changed uh, our, our church. Um, when we came in May uh, last year and year before, we went to go Cincinnati and seen the great work that you, you, you did as a church, and we went back uh, last year and did the same. We had our own Go Mamelodi, where we set up clinics, we did uh, almost what you are doing here and differently uh, in our context. And that was the fruit that uh, we have, uh, you know, the result of our partnership. And also for you to um, accept us as, as we are and living in our homes and uh, believing in us. And that has really uh, made us feel special. And uh, also the support of the hospice. Uh, we not only doing hospice, we're doing other things. We have orphanage, school, uh, counseling, and many others that we do. But with the hospice, you guys have helped us now as we speak for the past one year, where Crossroads is paying uh, all our staff at the hospice for, for every month. And so that is the fruit of the partnership, which we really appreciated so much. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I think about an Old Testament uh, passage from the book of Ecclesiastes that I think really, really specifically speaks to this. It's from Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. And it says this, two are better than one. 
because they have a good return for their work. And I have seen that there's clearly been more done in Cincinnati because of your partnership, and I believe this, the reverse is true. More yes. done in Mamalodi because of our partnership. The many things I could think of fruit-wise that uh, you have really blessed us with is, uh, one again, referring back to the video, uh, during Consumed, which was about a year and a half ago. And that was a time when we here went on a journey at Crossroads where we said, God, we no longer want to be consumed by stuff. We actually want to be consumed by you. Took Polaroid pictures, sent them over to you, and asked for you to pray for that release. And uh, the update I want to give that is absolutely incredible is in a time of one of the worst economic downturns in our country's history where churches are laying people off, churches are decreasing the amount of money that they're giving outside of themselves. We at Crossroads have had to do none of that. In fact, we've actually been able to up the amount we're giving outside of ourselves to you and other projects. And, and, and yes. And what I specifically want to call out on that is that I do not believe that that is a coincidence. I believe your prayers broke something in the spirit realm. And I believe that that changed people here. And I believe all of you were good on the commitments you made to say, God, free me from my stuff. I want to be a person of generosity. And that is amazing to see the fruit that then has been born in, in, the, in the hospice and other things. It, it absolutely, absolutely blows me away. Yeah, the, it blows me away. With, with the pictures, just to give you an update, for mm, about two months or so, every Sunday... When we gathered together, we held those pictures before the Lord and prayed for about two months or so. And when we had our quiet time, my family and other families, they would pray for you by name. And uh, that was really uh, so special to us to be able to, to have that point of contact with Crossroads. And that gave even our people, those who have not hosted, uh, a sense of ownership of the partnership, that they had something uh, in their hands. You see some of them, they put them, uh, you know, in their dining rooms and stuff like that. So that was special. I didn't even know that. That's, an, that's a 10 o'clock special right there. <laughs> that, that is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, one of the best examples, I think, of the committed partnership and the fruit that's been born is uh, the fact that we've had uh, four Crossroads folks sell everything, har- uh, cars, homes, businesses, and move over to Mamalodi to begin a medical clinic, first focusing on eye care, and then moving to other specialties, dental and beyond. And uh, these are folks who have really kind of put it all on the line. And we are blessed because Jason Singh happens to be back in the country. It's Will Beth and Carolina Skillman and Jason Singh. And so uh, uh, to prove that Jason actually was not eaten by lions, I thought we would actually bring him up here. So help me welcome Dr. Jason Singh. Did did anybody else see Tim in the video where he was like dancing and I just realized I thought the whole video was in slow motion but it was actually just you. (laughs) It was just like (laughs) Thanks for pointing that out Jason, I appreciate that. The the other thing is it actually shows I did have hair before. But you don't have anything on me. You don't have anything on me. Yeah, showed that for you too. So all right, we're even. Oh, hey, I know a lot has been going on. I'd love to get some updates. Maybe you want to start personal? Sure. Um, Moving to South Africa wasn't a big enough commitment for me, I guess. And um, so I am actually committed to uh, getting married in December. 
Wow. So there's Amanda. Uh, Look at that handsome couple. That's like the Africa glam shot. Yeah, right that there. is. Wow. That's, that's at the Grand Canyon Jeez. of South Africa. So uh, uh, Amanda will be joining us. I'm very pro-commitment right now, looking for my next commitment after that. So, <laughs> um, but she'll be joining us in January. So the team over there will be expanding to five. That is fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, we, uh, we've been talking a little bit about how there are challenges we got to break through if we're to see fruit on the other side of commitment. And I right. know we had all this neatly planned out in this great Excel spreadsheet of how right. you guys were going to land in Mamalodi, hit the ground running, yeah. and it didn't so much happen that way, right? No, we were ready to, you know, bring our Amer American mentality to uh, South Africa, and that didn't really go so well. Um, <laughs> so we, we hit the ground, and we're like, well, the first thing we need is cell phones, right? I mean, that should take five minutes and check it off the list. And um, so we go to the cell phone place, and you're like, well, you can't get cell phones unless you have a bank account. And we're like, oh, okay, well, well, we'll be right back. We're just going to go get a bank account. And so we go to the bank, and, um, well, you can't get a bank account until you have an address. Okay, so we started working with a realtor, and uh, she's like, well, you know, I have, I have properties to show you. Like, you know, what's your number? How can I call you? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... It was a real chicken or the egg kind of thing, wow. so yeah. Wow, and I know there were specifically a lot of challenges for Carolina Skillman also trying right. to go to school in South Africa. Yeah, Will and Beth had done a phenomenal job of investigating schools and finding the, the school that would best fit Lina. And um, so when we got on the ground, we were, they were all ready to get her into school, and it just so happened, they, once we were on the ground, then we needed a, stu a different type of student visa since we were now in country. And, we, you know, we didn't know that going in, and they didn't tell us that going in. And so she's been delayed. And so she actually starts school finally uh, due to many answered prayers on Monday. So she, but she has Tomorrow. had the greatest summer break of all time. So <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's, a long, that's probably a long report. What yeah. I did on my summer break. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. Well, I know there's been a lot of amazing, fun work updates. I know we've, we've just had a team that went over, IT team. We got a couple other teams going. Uh, I know the IT team did a bunch of stuff. One of the things, I think we have some photos of a before shot of a classroom. This was the before shot, and then after, they changed it over into this incredible computer lab. And this computer lab right there, check that out. Wow. We are, we are blessed. I know Titus said, this only happens in the suburbs. This does not <laughs> happen in, in Mamalodi. But we, we are so excited for that and uh, a lot of other things. I know, though, you have one big, big update that you want to share with us kind of work-wise. Yeah, part of the reason why I'm back this week is uh, we get to bring and announce today a new partner into the partnership with Charity, with Crossroads, and that is one site um, up here. Any Luxottica people in the house? Uh, there you go. Um, so one site, one site is the nonprofit for Luxottica. They do 20 global medical mission trips a year. Um, and this is from some of the clinics that Will and I went and visited. Um, this was actually Oprah's Angel Network School. Um, so we have been selected for 2010. Mamalodi has been and Charity has been one of the 20 global medical mission clinics where they're going to come to Mamalodi in full, in full everything. And what that means is they're going to bring sunglasses. They're going to bring on containers sunglasses, reading glasses, manufacturing equipment to make glasses. Um, they're going to bring 10 medical uh, doctor volunteers, 40 volunteers. We're going to have Crossroads people come alongside that. And over an eight-day period, uh, just for this one clinic alone, we're going to see 10 to 12,000 people on the charity campus. 
That's amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. And, and this, this fits really well. This is a long-term partnership. So they're talking the full donation of equipment. They're talking vocational training for Momlodians. They're talking job crea creation, job sponsorship. I mean, this is a long-term partnership. And they just happen to be based in, their North American headquarters just happens to be based in Mason, which... Just coincidence, you know. You know yeah, if you believe in that kind of thing. Unbelievable. Yeah. Big, big question on that for me, though. Um, so I know they do Sunglass Hut, and they've got Oakley and Ray-Ban. they got Oakley, Ray-Ban, Prada, all that stuff, yeah. Can, can I get a pair of Ray-Bans out of this deal? Yeah. <laughs> always, always thinking of others first, right? <laughs> That's my job, Jason. That's my job. That's right. my job. Right. Titus, um, uh, what has this meant to have these guys moving over to you and to Mama Lodi? Well, um, we are so excited. Uh, this really fits in with the vision we had. When we built the hospice, we did not build it as a hospice, but as a hospital. And at uh, the time, we were thinking of starting with a maternity uh, ward, because the Mamelodi Hospital, when you go and give birth, all the, the ladies, you know, the mothers, they are in the same ward. If the husband wants to come and witness the birth, he cannot get in there. So for many years, I had that vision that we will do it there, but God has just uh, went before us, and now we're starting with a medical clinic, and just to hear and see what the Lord is doing, just really uh, so exciting. And, uh, and just to mention that um, this is real partnership, and that uh, Crossroads, uh, Dr. Jason, nobody's imposing anything on us, but as I've always said, we are coming alongside each other to fulfill the vision that God gave both crossroads and charity and strengthening one another. So that's, that's the real deal here. And, and this clinic is literally going to be uh, located in the hospice, right? So it's just another example to see how all of this is coming full circle. It's, it's amazing. So Incredible. We're, we're so excited. Hey, if you want to follow along with uh, Jason and the Skillmans and Amanda's journeys and learn more about uh, their prayer requests and things, they have set up a blog. If you go to crossroads.net backslash engage you can follow them for coming months, months and pray for them. So help me thank Jason. I want to press the pause button right here and just say something really quickly. We've, saw, we've seen a lot of amazing stuff. And again, I gave the disclaimer, clearly this is not without challenge. But what I want to say is everything that you have seen, this fruit from the commitment, this is not the result of smart people. Certainly not that. It is not the result of hard work, great planning. This is the result of God's faithfulness. Amen. And, and God, I just want to say Amen. thank you. That That's we get right. to see this. Because so few people actually get to see... Um, this kind of thing. So it's amazing. Well, Titus, I've said it's fantastic for us to slot ourselves under you when you come here and worship. And also, uh, uh, personally, you've been a mentor to me, and, and I have loved actually submitting to your leadership in many ways. And um, I love when you teach me and teach us. And so uh, I just want to give you an opportunity now over these last few minutes of the service where I'm going to literally get off stage and say, uh, the mic is yours bring it on anything that we need to hear specifically about commitment. Great. All right. Well, thank you, uh, uh, team. I would like to um, challenge you. 
with uh, something that is so close to my heart, and that is about the church. I like what uh, Bill Hybel says. He says, the church is the hope of the world. The church is the hope of the world. I want to challenge you as you conclude your series on commitment, challenge all of you about commitment to the local church. We heard last week Brian preached about God's commitment to us, and I heard that uh, you learned about commitment to say no and yes. But I want to take all of you further and challenge you and push you, push you to commit yourself to the local church, which is God's call, which is God's call. It's not enough just to belong. It's not enough just to be committed to the Lord. And that's where it should start. We first need to commit our lives, ourselves to the Lord. For scripture says, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, and thou shalt love others. Shall love the Lord and others. I want to show you in the Bible, there are three scriptures I would like to give it to you of those that first committed themselves to the Lord and then committed themselves to the local assembly. Scripture says, they devoted themselves to the apostle teachings, teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. The verses before verse 46 says, when Peter was preaching, the hearts of people were pricked, they were convicted, and they said, what must we do? Peter said, believed on the Lord. Peter said, repent, and you shall be forgiven. And the people repented, committed themselves to the Lord. And after that, they took the next step. They committed themselves to that local assembly, local church. That's why when you read the Bible, Scripture says, talks about the church in Antioch, the church in Jerusalem, the church in Philippi. That means the people in those communities, when they committed themselves, they had to belong. They had to belong to a church family. Scripture again says, and they went beyond our expectations, having given themselves first of all to the Lord. First of all, they gave to themselves to the Lord. And secondly, they gave themselves to us. Now, this is the church that they were going under tribulation, severe persecution. The Bible says that church, they brought contributions that they were to send to another church that, that had more challenges than theirs. And they gave beyond what they could afford. When the Apostle Paul received the offering, he was so amazed because he said they gave beyond what they could afford. But this was the local church. These were the people that belonged to that local assembly, that were part of the assembly. And they committed themselves, supported the church, and helped other churches. Starts with the Lord, and then with the local church. Let me show you another scripture. Thessalonians uh, 1.9 says, For they themselves report what happened when we visited you. They tell how you turned to God. That's number one. Every believer, the first thing he needs to do is to turn to God. And secondly, turn from idols, turn from stuff. Like we do, you know, when we were born, we were initiated to witchcraft. When we became believers, we had to turn. 
we did not just only turn to God and cleave to witchcraft. We turned from witchcraft. And this church turned from idols. And then thirdly, they served the living God. They committed themselves to serve in that local assembly. So all of you, I know you are believers. I know you love the Lord. You have uh, said yes to the Lord. Thank God for that. But you need to go further and be committed to a local church. I question every believer who says, I'm committed to the Lord, I love the Lord, but does not love the local church. There are some believers, they resent, they hate the local church. Yes, they've been let down by the local church. They've been let down by the church and systems, religious systems, I understand. But ladies and gentlemen, this is God's will. That anyone born in, 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 in God's family or in, in God's kingdom must belong to a local church. Why belong to a local church? What are the advantages? What are the blessings of being part of the local church? There are blessings. There are advantages. Number one, when you belong to a local church, the church, the local assembly, where you belong to, where you are part of that family, it will provide you with community. It will provide you with community. Um, if I can ask here, and I know many of you who are here, you found your wife in this church. Amen? Now, I, I know some people who came to South Africa. There are some that uh, met while they were serving in South Africa, and then they found uh, their life partner there. Now, many of you found friends, great friends, business partners through the church. The church provided you, connected you with people. If it was not of this church or the church you attend if you are a visitor, you wouldn't have enjoy, be enjoying this community. That's what the church does. When you go through transition, go through problems, challenges, sickness and disease, guess who's there first? It's the church. Back home, we find that our families... You know, they are last, but the church comes first. So thank God for the church. It provides platform. Secondly, the church provides you, ladies and gentlemen, with a platform to serve. Not only community, but the platform to serve. we just seen here on the screen, many of you went to Mamelodi. Many of you have been to New Orleans, Go Cincinnati. Many of you are doing stuff that if it was not of the church, you didn't have the platform to do it. The church provides the platform to serve. That's why those scriptures we read, when they committed themselves and became part of the local assembly, then they served. Then they made a difference because of the church. You get that? Good. The church provides accountability. Accountability. And just, just so need to hear how many of you have uh, small groups, have uh, uh, connection groups, and, and, and many others. This is what the church, this is the benefit of being in the church. And finally, what are the responsibilities of being, of being part or committed to a church? There are responsibilities. Number one, if you are part of a local assembly, God expects you to use your gift, expect you to participate, to take part in his local church. And secondly, the responsibility of a, 
uh, a committed member, a committed family member, is to offer, to give, to support the vision of the church. As great, crossroads as great as it is, if it were not of those who are committed to this place, this church wouldn't be what it is. It is made and sustained by committed folk. If all of you were just hoping, church hoppers to crossroads, you know, just keep coming and keep coming, all of you, none taking responsibility, this church wouldn't be what it is. Even the, even the early church that Jesus sent to reach the world, if they were not committed to that community, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be crossroads, there wouldn't be a new, me and you in Christ. So your responsibility as you commit to a local church, support it, attend it, love it, pray for it, and lift that church so that the world will see the light. And finally, finally, I say final, three finals before I finish, but <laughs> this is the final thing. What do you say, how do you regard crossroads? How do you see crossroads? Okay, let me help you. When people pass by the community around here in Cincinnati, when they pass by here, they regard crossroads as that church. Look at that church. Because they are not interested in it, it is that. You know, they are detached from it. But those that are coming regularly or visiting or, or attenders that are occasional, they regard Crossroads as this church, this church. Others say that church, others say this church. But then, finally, last final. <laughs> finally, those that... Those that uh, are committed to Crossroads or to any other church, they say, my church. Not that church, not this church, but my church. Why? Because they have ownership. Because they bought into the vision. Because what is happening, they are making it happen. They are part of what is happening. And this morning, I want to challenge you that let wherever God is leading you. I know some of you are coming out here to check out Crossroads and you have not yet found a place that you can call your home. You are still checking out. That's great. That's good. But those of you who've been consumers, you know, there are some who are just consuming. They just go to church and they just get, and then they just get blessed, but they don't take that step to be able to commit. I want to challenge you. If you've been blessed and you're kind of having the, you know, the God tapping you at the back to really make this your home, step the line. It is for your advantage. It is for the advantage of the kingdom of God. I'm going to pray right now. And my prayer is simple. I want to thank God for all of you that have made this place their home. And some of you, I know you are still praying. And I'm going to pray that God will guide you and show you. But when it comes to church membership, it is God who chooses where you should go to church. But your responsibility and my responsibility is to pray for guidance so that I will know where God wants me plugged in. But God is the one who, who knows your, your gifting, who knows what you, will, you need, and he will put you where you're supposed to be. So is that all right to pray? Good. Let's pray. God in heaven. Thank you for charity. Thank you for those that you have planted at charity. Look what you're doing. 
I thank you for those that you planted here at Crossroads, this great church. Many of them I know who call this place their home, they've sacrificed, they've sold uh, stuff to give so that the world becomes a better place and the kingdom of God thrives. Bless them, Lord. May they be encouraged by what they see happening. I pray that, Father God, even as they hear stories, testimonies, lives changed, difference made, that, Father Nagada will give themselves even more in the name of Jesus, that their labor will not be in vain. God, I pray for those that are still checking out, lead them, guide them, and those that are just coming and have not taken this, the next step, guide them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the service, and I bless you. Amen. Amen. Good. Well, we're going to do the last song. After this song, I'm going to uh, dismiss you with a blessing. And uh, 